welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hi, ladies. Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We are glad that you've joined us this week. It's just me. I don't have a guest with me because you're the guest this week, Um, not the audience. Be the guest. So I'm inviting you in. Hey, I just wanted to spend this week to come at you just to say um, we are so grateful for the support that you've been showing the Illinois Baptist women community. Um, I've been talking to a lot of you guys and really trying to listen and see what are your needs right now with what's going on in culture, what's going on with pandemics, schools, your home lives, and so forth. And um, what I wanted to do is just sort of meet you today and let you know where we're going to direct our podcast a little bit in the future because we need you, all right? We want to hear from you. We want to hear from Illinois Baptist women from across our state. So what we're going to do is we're going to focus um, just a little bit on this topic of hospitality. Now, I'm not a mind reader. I'm not a fortune teller, but I am a disciple of Jesus. And I do like to watch and see where he's working, as our friend Henry Blackaby would say, and then just try our best to be able to join him and follow. And we know that women were gifted. You know, we talked about this past year at Priority that, you know, we have this um, Azair um, quality to us. We bring an undergirding strength to, to, to everything that we come up to. And um, truthfully, the, the work that God has ordained to be done couldn't get done if we didn't pull our seats up to the table. So I want us to, to come at this from this perspective, and I want to create an opportunity for us to be able to see each other, um, get to know each other, listen to each other, hear what God's doing in your particular areas of ministry, and then to be able to share resources and really create a rich network of leaders across the state so that we have, we, we have a network that if something's going on and I need some help with, I can do a real quick text or reach out and be able to say, hey, has anybody ever seen this? Or could somebody speak into this? And what that does is regardless of where God has a serving, it gives us almost like a... Um, I say a medicine cabinet, you know, or or, a resource cabinet, we can pull in in real time and be able to pull from somebody else's experience and utilize that particular whatever, whatever we need. And, you know, ladies, if you're like me, oftentimes what I need is just some education. Um, Sometimes I'm not even aware of something until God brings it on my doorstep, but it's there and I need to, I can either act like it's not there and miss an opportunity or I can seize an opportunity that God's brought me. So what that means is oftentimes I just need some real quick research. I need to figure out what is that and what's causing it or what's the best way to to minister to that Um, because I do want to seize the opportunity and trust in God's sovereignty that he's brought it to me. But more than just Googling or, you know, finding an article on something, it helps me so much when I can also reach out to somebody that I know that I have a relationship with that I trust and to be able to say, hey, this is what God's put in front of me right now. I know you've already experienced it or you're experiencing it or you provide a specific ministry in that area. Would you come alongside me and help me to understand? That's the Illinois Baptist Women community. It's not just words on a page. It's not just knowledge. It's all that stuff. But basically, it's us coming together as a body of believers, as the church, as associations working together, cooperative program. We're bringing all of our spiritual gifts collectively to the table and say, hey, these are for the church, the church, capital C, and God is manifesting himself through this. How can we be of service to you? And that that's what we're hoping to do through our leadership networks. So our goal as we go forward in these podcasts is we want to hear from you. 
So what we're going to do is um, I, I want to hear your stories. I want to know what is God, what is God doing? And I'm intentionally looking to see, you know, what is happening out there in our local associations? You know, who are the churches in those associations? What ministries are you doing? What are you seeing in your culture? Um, trying to help us locate, you know, what are some of those, um, I'll use the word best practice, you know, people that are doing things really well, meaning they're, they're doing it and they're intentionally doing it because they see a need and they're meeting a need and they're able to replicate that. In other words, it wasn't just by luck that it happened, but they're being intentional. They've, they've, they've put a process into place to do a specific thing to minister to a certain people or group of people, and they're able to reproduce that, and they're able to sustain that with quality. That's a system. That's a process. That could be a best practice. Many of you guys are working with um, the incarcerated community. Some are going behind the bars. Some are walking it as those, as that man or woman is coming out as they're re-entering into the community. We want to hear from you because guess what? We all have incarcerated family members that, that tie back somehow to the local church that God has us in. Some of you guys are involved in um, healthcare ministries right now. Guess what? We want to hear about that because that's where when we can listen and see what people's doing, not only can we share what resources already exist, but we can also start to listen and identify where might there be some gaps? Where might there be an opportunity for us to lean in that maybe there's not a resource developed yet for that? Or maybe if there was this tool or this piece of equipment or this particular assessment or whatever that may be, or this training component, it may be able to help many people people go there, when we can identify those gaps, that may be an area that we can come alongside then and to help develop some training and equipping to make that available to our churches. But again, that's not going to happen if we don't hear from each other. So that's the way we're going to take our podcast. Our priority now podcast is, is going to continue to be for and about the Illinois Baptist woman. What is God doing in your life as a disciple of Christ? What is God doing in your life as you invest in other people to make disciples and to make new disciples and to develop, you know, the disciple and others that God's already got believers in your area? We want to know that. What is God doing in your church as far as special areas and ministries? Um, I'm working with a church tonight on spiritual gifts and and, you know, we've, we've um, helped them to identify as an individual what their spiritual gifts are, um, the purpose of spiritual gifts, why God gives them, how he manifests himself through them, what the purpose is. They've done their assessment. Tonight, we're going to come back and, and kind of get a glimpse of the church. You know, um, how is everybody gifted so that they can see that, you know, spread out on flip charts on a wall. And then what I want to help them do is to identify what, what are the top three gifts that God's gave the church as a whole? Um, what trends are we seeing? And to be able to look at that collectively, to sit back and maybe for those church leaders to start answering the question, how might God be positioning us to do ministry to the community that he has a setting in based on the gifts that he's already given us? How are we going to use those? Um, so when we talk about um, like coming together and learning from each other and networking, it's the collective use of those spiritual gifts. Because you know what? Sometimes we have, well, a lot of times we have to do gap analysis. You may not have a specific spiritual gift in your church, but it doesn't mean that the need for that gift may not be there or may not come up. So we need to think through that as leaders, all right? If there's the need, you know, it's God's church. He's not going to leave us ill-equipped or unresourced to do what he's calling us to do. Sometimes it may be a timing thing that we know we need it. We know he's doing something, but we don't have that particular gift right now. So we're going to expect him to bring it. But can I challenge us to think a little bit? We're Southern Baptists. We think missions. We think cooperative program. 
Might it be that he's going to send or, you know, loan us that particular gift? Is he going to lend it to us? Is he going to send it on a borrowed? And what I mean by that, don't we all participate in short-term mission trips? And what we do is we talk to the ministry partner and we say, what is God doing? Sure, we want to partner with you, whether we want to bring a team short term. What could we do to be most helpful to you? And we train a team, we gather the resources, we go and we serve alongside that ministry partner. We encourage them, they encourage us. We go to do a specific thing, it's their ministry. We're not there to um, overshadow them, we're there to support them, we're there to undergird, to bring strength there right to their to their ministry operation that's going on why is it sometimes that we um, look for those missions opportunities in our church to go you know to serve maybe as a team or across seas or different community projects but maybe we don't quite look at our people as the missionary that we're going to send or expect God to send somebody to us no different than an um, IMB team may say, hey, we would love to have short-term teams to help us with medical outreach or this, that, and another. What would it look like for our churches to say, this is the vision that God's gave the shepherd. This is the vision that God has gave that pastor. And they're, they're pursuing that. They're turning that into an operational plan because they want to meet that need in the community. But you know what? They may be missing a spiritual gift. They may need some help with um, administration to help get that job done. Um, they may need some help with hospitality, you know, or they may need, you know, some, they, they might need things. So they need people with the gift of giving, right? Well, what would it look like for that church to be able to share their vision and to put out a call amongst their brothers and sisters, maybe in their association, maybe larger into the state, to be able to say, these are some of our needs. This is what God's doing. Does anybody maybe have that particular um, spiritual gift or, you know, those resources, in other words, that God may be speaking to them? Because if God's in it, he's already speaking and getting them ready on the other end too, right? To say, would you come join us for a short term? Now, we're not saying switching church membership. That's God if he switches church membership. What we're saying is, what would it be like for a church to truly start sending out their own people on short-term assignments, maybe just to a local church that's not too many miles away from home? Get it? We're living in a pandemic. We do so much online. What would it look like if a church doesn't have teachers for another church to go alongside that church and say, we can help you get small groups going. Tell me what your vision is, Pastor. Let me get to know you, Pastor, so that you can trust me and know we're not trying to eclipse you. We're not trying to replace you, Pastor. How can we best support you? You may be the one that's going alongside and hosting some online Zoom Bible studies for that pastor, for that smaller church. It has nothing to do with size. It has to do with what, what God's calling them to do and what resources they have. This is what I mean by the network. This is leadership network. And to me, this is cooperative program. Women, this is what we bring to the table. So I hope that I hope to just speak in and say, man, we see you, but I really want to see you. We want to um, spotlight what God's doing, but spotlight it for his glory to, to bring honor to his name. And also we do want to bring an awareness to what you're doing in your communities. We don't want to hide that because the more we can spotlight that, it lets other people know if God brings this to their doorstep, here's somebody that they can tap into as a resource. So um, so we're coming at you. We want to find you. So reach out to me. But my goal is, is that we can lean into the local associations and, and get to know you all, get to know the leaders in the churches and, and be able to come in and, and say, who might we be able to hear from in this area or this area? And ladies, here's where we're going first. Going into 
into the months of November and December, we're going to focus on hospitality. You know, we're looking at, at the gift and the service of hospitality because we know as women, um, we, we utilize our homes. We utilize the things we have. We're natural nurturers. We want to know what are, what are the creative ways that some of you guys are using your gift of hospitality? How is your church using it? I know many of you guys are opening up your churches to help um, um, students that, that, that can't be at home because parents are working, have a place to come do the remote schooling that's in a safe environment to bring security to the mom and dad, um, but, but give them a little bit of help with the homework. But the mom and dads are kind of between a rock and a hard place. They have to work, but their kids are at home doing virtual school. That's, that's hospitality. Yes, it might be tutoring. Yes, it could be um, many other things. But understand, if you weren't practicing hospitality and sharing what you had graciously with other people, making the stranger feel welcome for the purpose of building a bridge to share the gospel, for the purpose of having a believer go deeper in discipleship with Jesus, that's hospitality, right? You wouldn't be doing it if, if your heart wasn't ticking that way. So we want to focus on hospitality. How are some of you guys utilizing your homes right now? Um, has God opened up your homes? Are you hosting um, neighbors in? Um, are you hosting the foreigner in, right? We're the foreigners amongst this land, but are you hosting, hosting in people to your home that you don't even know? Obviously practicing the social distancing and the things that you need to follow and the things that make you and the others comfortable. But how are you using your home? Because I just sense that we as women are going to utilize our homes more. I think we already are with our families, but because so many of us, everybody, right, has been pushed back into their homes the last six to eight months, um, we're getting that more homey feel again. Um, and it's not about how fancy our home is or if it's all quite up to snuff, but we're comfortable being in our home and we're appreciative of what God has given us and we're willing to share that with others. And as churches having trouble meeting in large groups and so forth because of the pandemic, I believe we have more and more and we'll see more and more opportunities for women to open up their homes or their garages or their back porches or front porches or so forth and bring in small group. Hear me, ladies, small group. People are, I mean, we have made, um, the pandemic has made small group popular, right? It's made it almost mandated. So large gatherings, large events, that's not, that's not necessarily what people are gravitating to. They're gravitating to small group. Women, this is an opportunity for us. When people are hungry for the fellowship, hungry to come together at the same time that the circumstances of life is heavy on them. They're, you know, some of them are just in desperate postures. What a combination for you as a disciple, you as a leader to lean into that person and provide opportunities to connect with them, to invite them in, to build relationships with trust, but also to be able to listen to what in a safe environment, to, um, to, to you know, be hospitable to them, you know, uh, you know um, make your house feel welcome and warming, um, whether that's food or drinks or whatever that, that you're doing there, but especially with the holidays coming up. But at the same time, your eyes are open. You're ready to ask good questions, discovery questions, and really listen to get to know how's that person doing? What does life look like for them? And pray and trust the Holy Spirit and the discernment and the leading of the Holy Spirit to know when to lean into that person with a biblical truth to maybe share hope in a dire circumstance or in a, in a circumstance that could bring life change to that person. That's what I mean when I talk hospitality. Um, there's a good book by Rosalie Butterfield, you know, um, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. And it's talking about this is what we really mean by hospitality. Are we opening up and sharing our lives with people? Are we sharing everything, meaning giving people access to our lives? What does that look like? What doesn't it look like? 
What are you doing? What's holding you back? That's where we want to go over the next few months with our podcast. I want to hear from Illinois Baptist women across our state and hear what is God doing? How are you practicing hospitality right now? Because as we go into the holidays, what an opportunity we have. I think it'll be a Christmas like no other, right? I think people, we saw a different summer. We saw camper cells go up, bike, couldn't even see a bike on the, the shelves at Walmart because people were leaning into family time and more what I call close to home comfort, um, just entertaining themselves and being family units again or neighbor units, whatever that might have been immediate family, may have been larger families. But you know what? I'm, I'm sitting here watching to see how that's going to um, move forward into Thanksgiving and into Christmas. And what an opportunity for us women to be able to invite people in in a very simple way and really simplify a holiday. Maybe um, that causes craziness and chaos and anxiety for many of the women in your area of influence. But what if you're that person that can invite them in this year and just bring that sense of calm, bring that almost permission to do it simple, but have an opportunity because of that sort of environment and building a relationship to be able to speak gospel truth into that person and then listen like they never have before. That's what we mean by hospitality. And we know we have a season. So that's where we're going to go in our podcast over the next few months. So we want to hear from you. So reach out to me. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to you guys. Um, Today, I just want to encourage you guys and say, man, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, we, God is just working, and we are so blessed. We are just so blessed here in Illinois, um, just with the leaders that we have and how you love on each other, and, and just you're open and you're inviting. And, you know, the pandemic has just moved a lot of us into areas that we never thought we'd be in, and we don't have this competitive spirit. It's almost like, how can I help? How can I help? And that is such a beautiful thing. That's what we want to continue. So um, um, just be encouraged. Let me remind you, you are not on this journey alone. We're here to do it together. Um, so don't be scared to reach out. You know, let us hear from you. Check out our resources. You know, ladies, if you're not connected with us already, you know, follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can, if you're somebody that does Instagram, follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. And obviously check out our website at um, ibsa.org backslash women because we're trying our best to keep those sites updated with um, training and equipping and resources for you. Now we know that not everything there is, that you need, we, we realize that because it's not one size fits all. But you can trust those resources, they're vetted out. And as we hear from more and more of you and as we listen to needs and we start to fill some of those gaps, those resources will just get stronger and stronger. If you are not already um, doing some sort of discipleship, and I use that, that term loosely, if there's not an area, this is kind of where I want to close today. If there's not a place that a woman could walk off the street today into your local church, if you didn't know the answer to these questions, right, where um, if a woman walked in off the street into your church today and wanted, you wanted to guide her to a Bible study, a trusted Bible study that's an open group that she could plug into today, there's a problem with that. That's a gap, right? If there's a believer that's attending your church, that woman that's just ready to go deeper, that needs to get more into a guided Bible study where it's not just she's reading, but she's meeting regularly and discussing God's word with one person or a small group of women to where they're actually starting to do life together and holding each other accountable. What is God saying? Here's what he said to me. Here's the biblical truth to that, right? And you know what? This is how, uh, this is how I can see that applied to my life. And you know what? This is how I'm going to respond to that. 
and this time I'm going to line my life but behind that but then we're there to hold each other accountable that's what we consider like those intimate discipleship groups you know what there's a problem with that there's a gap we should all have those those um, discipleship pathways those models and we're just coming off of talking a lot about discipleship and sometimes we get lost in the term but here's what I mean by that to make it simple Number one, we should all be disciples of Jesus. In other words, what are we doing intentionally and actively in our own lives to get to know Jesus more? And that always has to include the Word of God, friends. If it doesn't, you're missing it. You're missing it, okay? And then what are we doing to make disciples? So what are we doing to be intentional, to build relationships with lost people, praying for lost people by name, watching for opportunities to lean in, and then when you know to, to be able to open up a gospel conversation when we, when we can sense that the Holy Spirit's working in their life. And then what does it look like when somebody accepts Jesus to be able to invite that person in to where they can grow and go deeper with, with Jesus? If you can't, um, if you don't feel comfortable doing that with somebody, that's a gap. If you don't know where to point somebody to, to bring them into a Bible study, a good solid Bible study today, what I call open group, that's a gap. If you don't know how to, um, when you see God doing something and going deeper and somebody just desiring just to grow and just to mature in Christ, and there's not a place to bring them into a small group with somebody of the same gender to be able to, to walk through God's scripture and to be able to um, extract that biblical principle and apply it to their life and hold each other accountable, that's a gap. Women, if you can't answer those questions, I'm just asking you, spend some time with God and ask Him, help, to, help me to see, God, where can, I, where can I direct that? We should be able to answer those questions because that's what it means to be an ambassador. That's what it means to be um, somebody who's actively watching where God's working and to be able to take somebody by the hands like somebody hopefully done for you in the past and guide them into growing and maturing as a Christ follower. And if you don't know where to start with that, please reach out to me. Let that be a conversation that we can have because I can tell you that is step one. That was a game changer when somebody helped me to see that. And, you know, when they explained that to me and I could start putting that into practice in my own life and, you know, in helping my own local church, you know, be active at getting that done. It made so much sense to me because I came to Christ as a, as a student in the seventh grade. But I was never introduced to what the concept of discipleship was. I went to church, but I never really got into Bible study and what it meant to study scripture and to be able to look for biblical truth and really somebody consistently to do life with me to extract that. That didn't come till I was a, a young adult. You know what? We, we want to change that, right? We want to change that for people. So again, if that's a gap, reach out to me, call me and let me, let me walk that journey with you. Okay, friends, I just want to thank you for spending a few minutes with me um, this week. Um, remember, connect with us. It's too hard to do alone. God doesn't mean us to do it alone. So follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. You can look at us on our Facebook page at Illinois Baptist Women, or be sure to check out our website at ibsa.org backslash women. Friends, I so appreciate all of you. Thanks for joining the podcast with us this week, and we'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make Him known.